Imagine that you've spent a lifetime starting as a small child learning about birds, not just their names, but how they lived day after day, season after season, year after year. Your mom and your beloved grandpa taught you many of the bird names. Then one day, out of the blue, someone tells you that those names are all wrong. To be taken seriously by any ornithologist, you must learn an entirely new set of names. That's what happened to indigenous people when self-proclaimed experts started assigning American birds scientific and English names in the 17 and 1800s. Most of those experts never saw the birds they renamed as living, breathing creatures, just as stuffed specimens in museum drawers. And many of those specimens were shot and sent to museums by the same military men who were banishing indigenous families to reservations or killing them. On November 1st, the American Ornithological Society announced that it is planning to change the English language names of birds named after people, starting with the birds in the United States and Canada. AOS President Colleen Handel said, quote, There is power in a name, and some English bird names have associations with the past that continue to be exclusionary and harmful today. We need a much more inclusive and engaging scientific process that focuses attention on the unique features and beauty of the birds themselves. Everyone who loves and cares about birds should be able to enjoy and study them freely, and birds need our help now more than ever." End quote. When I started studying birds, I couldn't help but notice that a lot of them were named for people, and I assumed at first that those people had devoted their lives to studying the birds bearing their names. But that wasn't true at all. Taking ornithology at Michigan State, I learned about Kirtland's warbler, the one bird whose entire breeding range was in Michigan. Confusingly for me, three different distinguished ornithologists had spent large parts of their careers studying it. It took me a while to learn that the naturalist honored in the bird's name, Jared Kirtland, may never have even seen a living Kirtland's warbler. He simply owned the farm where his son-in-law shot a specimen and sent it to the Smithsonian, where the curator, Spencer Baird, named it. In the 1980s, I bought Choate's Dictionary of American Bird Names, which had a biographical section about the people honored with bird names. Several species were named for military officers posted in the Great Plains, West and Southwest in the 1800s. Some of them kept journals about natural phenomena, but their main ornithological accomplishment was shooting birds and sending them off to museums. Of course, all the birds collected and, quote, discovered by these explorers and ornithologists were already well-known to people living in America before Columbus got lost. So the word discovery in this context means what I mean when I say my little grandson Walter just discovered ladybugs or monarch butterflies. The more I learned about the rules of nomenclature for both scientific and English names, the more exclusive and clubby 
they seemed, with some birds named for a shooter's friend, wife, or financial backer, and virtually none named for a person who studied the living, breathing bird. Naming the Blackburnian warbler for the English botanist Anna Blackburn, who financed the collectors sending her specimens for her personal collection, is rather like naming Major League Baseball parks for their corporate sponsors, like the White Sox Guaranteed Rate Field or the Phillies Citizen Bank Park. Doesn't such an ethereal bird deserve better? Two exquisite birds, Townsend's Solitaire and Townsend's Warbler, commemorate a man who savagely robbed the graves of Native people to display their skulls in his private collection to, quote, prove that his race was superior. John James Audubon denigrated abolitionists and used his acclaimed backwoods skills to guide a family who had escaped back to their enslavers. As a 71-year-old birder who committed so many bird names to my own memory half a century ago, I'm sure I'll get mixed up more than once learning new names. I've heard some people my age whining that it's an outrage against centuries of history to change them. But how about the outrage against centuries of history to keep from scientific records the original names of those birds? What's in a name? That which we once called McCown's Longspur is just as sweet as the thick-billed Longspur. The American Ornithologists' Union that I joined in 1978 went through its own name change in 2016, becoming the American Ornithological Society, and we all adapted. After 45 years of membership, I've never been prouder of this organization I love than I was Wednesday when they announced this important new policy. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.